James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Welcome back, listeners, to episode 42 of Australia's favourite internet marketing podcast. Well, that's that's debatable, but I'll go with it. I'm one of your hosts, Timbo Reid, and right over there is James Shramko. G'day, mate. G'day. How are you going, Timbo? Very good. Thank you. Very hungry. As I said, just as we went on air or just before we went on air, I'm on a bit of a no-carbs diet. It's killing me. I know you have a very strong opinion about it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Well, you, I'm, grum- I'm grumpy. Doing the two things that are going to make it difficult, I think. Cut- cutting back the carbs and starting exercise, it's like a yeah, du- yeah. double death combo. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm grumpy. So if I if I crack it with you during the show, just, just roll with it, mate. Just laugh me <laughs> off. I'll be trying. Tell mate. me, why is it debatable if we're the most popular? Is it because there's new entrants to the chart, like my other podcast, or is it other? Yeah, correct. Other <laughs> correct, correct. Exactly that. Nothing else. Uh, well, there's nothing like yeah. competing with yourself, is there? Well, I don't know. Is there? Well, it's, I, it's great. I mean, in terms of market share, one of the easiest leverage strategies is to replicate something that's working well and take another slice of the market. I love doing that strategy. Well, you're, uh, you're living it at the moment. How many podcasts have you got by yourself? Uh, well, I've got two of my own plus this Freedom Ocean JV. Right. Okay, JV. And, uh, yeah, well, I've got uh, two, including this one, and about to have a third. So, um, hmm, something in the air. People will catch on. Well, they do catch on. My new one is only a few days old, but it's already it already made in the, the top 10 and I suspect it'll get very strong and part of it is because I'm going to be putting out much more content like almost every day versus mm-hmm. how often we put out this. We're up to episode 42 in a year and a half or so. So we're, we're a little bit you, slow. <laughs> no other people. You get a, re, you get a really uh, – People put, started put in, when we started are up to episodes like 70 and 80. Yeah, mate, it's quality, not quantity. True. This is a this is a higher quality podcast than many podcasts. Are you really going to put out an episode a day? Yep. What's that about? It's about becoming an authority content creation provider. You know, I want to put out a message, but I'm doing it by channels. I've effectively mm. made my own show that is made up of the core channels that run my entire business. So I've put a layer on top of my business and then I'm segmenting by channel. So some people will only get an update when their particular topic comes on and then other people who subscribe to the master list will get a daily update saying, well, okay, today there's one about websites or today there's one about traffic or today there's one about uh, internet marketing and then today there's one about business Mm -hmm. strategies and business growth. I mean, even you sent me a reply on my business growth video and said, hey, that was really good. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's fantastic. I, I, I wonder about the frequency, but as you test everything, uh, you'll, you'll soon find out. Well, the I've been doing it for two months now and not the podcast but the videos no. and I know from the two months' worth of videos that my sites have become uh, not at all dependent upon Google search results. I'm able to control and drive my own traffic by putting out premium content that gets shared across other social sites. I get people joining my list. The open rates are still higher than 85%. 
and it's growing at over 100 subscribers a month. And that's not from SEO. That's just from Facebook shares and people saying, well, this is good stuff. I actually want to join the newsletter and find out about this. So if you add up my five or six channels, then that that means I'm you know, the average, say, business growth customer will get a video each week. But if they subscribe to the master list, it'll end up that they're getting, on average, about one a day. Mm, yeah, no, the frequency of the videos, um, I, I think, is great. Uh, just this new podcast of an episode a day. It's just, um, what, what's the, what will the average length of an episode be? About two minutes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, interesting. I, I was listening to... Um, Whilst I was on the treadmill yesterday, I was listening to um, these podcasts that were going for three minutes, and part of them, uh, kind of, partly I enjoyed because the content was pretty good, but the other part was really annoying me because I had to keep flicking on to the next one. And there are ways of overcoming that, you know, like by doing playlists and stuff. But um, anyway, mate, as I said, you'll test um, the bejesus out of it. Yeah, and we'll, we'll soon... find out, won't we? <laughs> you, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely you will. So just let me understand, mate. So it's quite interesting. As you're talking, this, this, we are going to have a bit of a discussion in this episode um, about authority uh, and building authority. And I remember two or three years ago, you know, just saying to small business owners and clients of mine, you know, as as a small business owner these days, well, well, I'll go back a step. What I used to say was as a small business owner and a marketer, you've got every reason to be excited because the marketing world has changed so significantly for the better these days for the small business owner because what you've got to do is look at yourself as a publisher, right, not a pusher. Exactly. You know, so from my advertising days as a pusher of information, which you would hope someone would listen to and act on, now, you know, in, the, in these last few years, and it's the reason I started podcasting originally, um, is that it's the ability to, to publish good quality content in the hope of attracting customers. Well, you're talking about classic push marketing versus pull marketing, which is, yeah. which is you know, I'm, I much prefer to create the stuff and have people coming to me. Mm. Mm. So um, authority, mate. So And so off the back of that, Google have effectively forced the hand of authority, haven't they, by uh, particularly with these latest updates of uh, with their Penguin update, which is kind of, um, I was going to say cheapened, but lessened the importance of the backlink and the keyword. Uh, still important, and I'll let you talk about that. And then um, with Bing's recent update of saying, hey, you know, it's not all about the search engines, which is, you know, just a great, you know, great what a great press release. Um, you know, there is there is more to getting found online than um, getting your keyword ducks in a row. Yeah, well, you know, they've made it harder for people to just overtly manipulate search results by loading up a keyword and getting backlinks. Now they're forcing their hand, as you said. They want, they've always wanted good quality. It boils down to that one magic word, which if our listeners were to focus on or obsess about, they will succeed. Whether they're doing SEO, whether they're an affiliate marketer, whether they are doing any type of paid traffic, it's about relevance. So they're forcing relevance. And relevance is not putting a sprinkling of your keyword at the beginning, at the end, and in the page title and the H1 tag and bold and italicizing it. I mean, that it was never a human type of thing to do. That was always a manipulative sort of SEO thing to do. So they're saying, well, okay, we just want relevant content. 
put relevant content. And I say best practice for SEO is describe that relevant content with the right page title. When you do put pictures and and media-rich content like infographics, you label that content with the most relevant label. Uh, You tag the post with a relevant tag and it's not going to be one keyword all the time. That is completely unnatural. It's going to be a relevant phrase to describe that thing. So if you had a website about apples, you wouldn't just write, you know, apple, 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 apple. It does look a bit silly. If you put a picture of of an apple, you could put a picture of, say, um, you know, hand-holding green apple. If that's what the picture is, just, just make a relevant description of that particular picture. And you go to the effort to put a unique description on every single page in the uh, where you get to put the meta description that is re- relevant to that particular page and you build out a really nice quality authority site. And I think that's good. But there's so many ways to share that content now that don't just rely on someone searching into Google. And that's what people should be paying more attention to. That's exactly why I'm putting out a lot more videos and a lot more audio content because... Before you, before you get to that, because that's, that's where we want to talk about, but just, just to finish on that meta description discussion, it's still important, right? Every page, complete your metadata, your headline, your description, your keyword. No. No? No, just put the description because that's what shows up in the search results. You'll see the page title and the description, although Google sometimes just put their own description. <laughs> they might necessarily run with really? yours. Yeah. but so, 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 sorry, put the description and the page title? Yeah, you set the page title for your for your page and yeah. you set the description for the page. Yep. Don't worry about putting your keywords in the metadata. Don't worry really? about putting your keyword in the headline. Um, don't worry about bolding it or italicizing it because I don't think that ever worked actually. Just It's just one of so, those perpetual SEO wives' tales. So so following on from our discussion last week or the week before, you, you really, the three tick boxes for your metadata, uh, permalink, headline, description, correct? Yep, just make sure that your page title contains one instance of your keyword and that it reads well for a human. So it's not mm-hmm. like using the pipe or dashes or colons or anything. You know, mm-hmm. apple, apples, <laughs> apple cart, apple, you know, that's just silly. But you put a, a, a description that a human would read in a normal natural sentence. And Do you know, I, I don't know whether you know what I've been working on the last few weeks, but <laughs> I've just put together a, a, a Shopify site for a client or had a Shopify site for a client put together selling apple trees. Did you know that? Did not know that, but um, it's very weird. Maybe I'm a clairvoyant. Maybe you are. Maybe I could maybe read you your are. thoughts. You're feeling really <laughs> hungry now. Don't go there. <laughs> Don't go there, mate. I'm I'm that close to just uh, running down and breaking into a Krispy Kreme shop. Describe how that Krispy Kreme would taste. <laughs> full, full of fat. <laughs> full of beautiful, beautiful fat. Oh, I feel like Homer Simpson. I, um, okay, this is interesting. So we've done. Okay, oh, oh, that's that's your on-page SEO. Um, before we get on to the authority stuff, the content stuff, the juicy stuff that people want to see and hear and read, um, backlinks have they lessened in importance? No, it's still important to get backlinks, but Google are trying to disarm the effectiveness of them through the traditional way that people did it. 
you used to be able to just laser target a keyword, get a high-powered backlink and pop the page up. Now, people who have private blog networks or ability to get these really good quality backlinks will know that it still works just fine. But you, you don't want to be just rifle sniping now. You really need to shotgun approach. You need to have a cluster of phrases that you backlink, not just one. If you just have one, it looks very, very disproportionate. You know, if you had a, an Apple site and every single link said Apple, that would be disproportionate. You'd, you'd expect to see other things, you know, like an app, um, juice maker or... Um, Type of Apple. Yeah, ju- yeah, yeah, the apple strudel recipe. That's, you know, whatever related to the, the content, you'd expect all sorts of different links coming to that site and to different pages on the site. So the... The old practice of just sticking, um, you know, 100 or 200 links with the exact same phrase in it to the to the exact same page, usually the home page. It's a dead giveaway, and no other links. It just looks ridiculously unnatural. So the key is to uh, put out a cloud cover. I like to call it of links that don't all have the keyword, that don't have um, the exact anchor text, do you want to have a mix of author names, website names, and then random ones like click here or um, check this graphic or whatever. Mm, and right. so that's what we do is we, we uh, have found particularly effective to do that, things like press releases and social media websites like fan pages and Tumblr accounts. Okay, gotcha. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk beyond the, the the SEO type way of building, you know, uh, traffic. Let's talk authority. So podcasting, tick. Um, what else have you been finding effective of recent weeks? This is all happening now, isn't it? Like this is all. Yeah, this all is all in the last month or so. We've been. If I were to summarise it, we have. I mean, we've got a pretty large team. The shift for us is. We've shifted away from words like SEO and backlinks and we've focused purely on quality content creation and quality content distribution. And our focus is on humans. So we have content created by humans for humans. So we've cut all the mechanics and all the tools. We do everything by hand. We submit by hand. We create by hand. And we put them to places where humans go so that's why our results are coming in with amazing success. It takes us a lot longer to do and we have had a small price increase, but the quality of work is much, much higher than other people. And we're tapping into different areas for people to come and find a customer site. So even though they might rank well, they're actually getting converting traffic because when you put a high quality video on YouTube, that finds someone in the most relevant target demographic, then that actually may translate into a purchase. Same for a high-quality information graphic and a high-quality press release. Those are going to find real buyers and bring you the actual person you want on your site. Could you rank them? Uh, could you prioritise them or are they all equally important? I suppose it depends on what you have the ability to create. But if, if I said, James, you have to, choose between uh, a press release, an infographic, uh, and a video, and a podcast, what would you do? I'd be putting a really good quality piece of content on your site before anything else because yep. that, that's that's the point. That's what Everyone wants that. The human wants it. 
Google mm-hmm. wants it. They want to have relevant quality content on the site. And right now, infographics are hot. They uh, are easy to take advantage of very, very popular sites, especially things like Facebook and Pinterest because they're so visual and people love sharing pictures that tell a story or contain great information. How would you, how, just for our listeners who don't know what it is, how would you describe an infographic? It's information that is graphically represented. Okay. The ones I've seen, and they're brilliant. I mean, it's a brilliant piece of communication. Uh, I saw a Pinterest the other day that was just infographics from advertising agencies. Now, um, advertising agencies have the ability to create beautiful-looking infographics. Uh, They're essentially, they look like a brochure, you know, but they've got a flow of thought, if you like. But, you know, how does the, the average person go off and create an infographic? Well, there are sites that you can create infographics on, um, but in our case, we research the content, like we go and look for statistics and um, survey results, research reports. Um, we may go and dig around a bit and then we put them into a Google Doc. And that so that's a researcher who, the person who would write the press release actually does the research. And then that would be sent to the design team and they would graphically represent that information so we, we've done all sorts of infographics from the music industry through to the legal industry and then, you know, even an infographic about Pinterest, the growth is there of Pinterest. A, um, is, is there a structure that you need to follow? I imagine there probably is, but the, the bottom line is that you want the picture to tell the story of the numbers. Mm-hmm. Usually you're going to have some sort of numbers or statistics and then um, the designer illustrates it and create, creates it and makes it, look beautiful, and then they um, give it back to the, the team who, who then um, will put it on the website and then the, the person who did the research will write a press release to announce the infographic. So that's our, that's our combo, our, like our one-two knockout punch. Yeah, it's right. setting up the infographic and then knocking it out of the park. So we just put out an infographic on how to recover from Penguin and Panda updates. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a graphical representation of what you can do to fix up your website if you got slapped. Then we put it on our own sites. And, of course, it does what I mentioned before. It's got all these different people sharing it and linking it and tweeting it and Facebooking it. So you've actually turned your traffic into advertisers for you. In most cases, they'll do it for free. They'll tweet it or pin it or share it and pass it around. Like Pinterest is a big billboard where people will put your advertisement on it. And of course, you Mm. watermark this document with your brand and your website address so that you are getting recognition for it. Mm. You can even provide an embed code so that people can put it on their site. Mm, it's interesting. I mean, infographic, I think it's brilliant. It's, it's a classic example of really quality quality content that's actually really easy to digest. Well, that's, yeah, know, that's it. It's like a storybook version. Just show mm. me one picture and I can understand it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So um, worth putting the effort around an infographic. And I like the idea of then clearly creating an infographic, a unique um, infographic for your business is news and is worthy of a press release, Yeah. Exactly. I mean, this this all makes such sense. It's the same as my videos. You know how I make videos every week now? 
I put yep. the effort into, I go and do my research, right? I might pull in my RSS feeds. I will check my emails. I'll note anything that's really, really interesting. I'll put it into Evernote and then I'll pull out a little whiteboard and jot down six or seven bullet points from my Evernote. I'll go out and film it onto my Canon. I'll then download it, make a nice video, upload it to the site, and then I'll share it to my list and then they'll tell other people and other people join my list and it just grows and snowballs. And then I strip out the audio and that's my podcast. So the more we mm. focus on quality content creation, the more that the distribution will start to take care of itself. See, the old way was put up a crap site and then pound it with distribution budget, like push, push, push. Now I'm saying create amazing content that is so good people want to share it anyway. If you put a lot more focus on the quality content side of it, the rest of it will take care of itself. Do you know, um, uh, it's a good, what I've been doing with my, my first podcast is an example of this and where I, where I fell down for a period of time was, okay, what, what I did was create a really good podcast that got lots of good traffic just by creating good quality content, you know, I didn't need to know. I mean, that's just, as you say, it's obvious. Um, and as a result, you know, I've now got a website and a podcast that ranks well and gets a lot of traffic. The, the, the other part of that is to have really clear calls to action and things to sell. Yep. And the best thing is that news sells. If you want to sell something, rather than a sales letter, you make a really good quality news letter. And all of my updates have- As in press uh, release? Well, the press release is not supposed to sell. It's supposed to what announce news. What do you mean newsletter? Newsletter, yeah, news it? video, news update. I'm oh, saying that okay. news sells, right? People, yeah, yeah. they like to read news. We yeah. get, you know, we go and watch the, 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 the Channel 9 news here in Australia- but in between the news segments are advertisements. That's mm -hmm. how the commercial publishing world works. Yep. So they bring you in with the news and then they put their little information segments, their 30-second commercials in there. They mm. stitch them in the middle of it. Mm. You could do the same with your own news. So I'm saying create a news approach. So my entire reshuffle lately has been to turn superfastbusiness.com into my news centre. So I have mm -hmm. news by channel like of the different topics that I cover and I put really good content. I mean, my business tips has really good tips in it and it also, it suggests that if you're not a member of my Silver Circle Mastermind, that these are the sort of topics we discuss each week and you can pre-register, you know, to on the waiting list. Uh, but if you are a member, you can log in. So it's just a little weekly newsletter for my Silver Circle members that gets published on the outside of the community to, to show people what's inside. So it is an infomercial, I guess, but it's good enough quality that it stands on its own. What about people, I've got a couple of questions here. What about people who are, um, we'll talk video and, yeah, talk video. So you've just bought the Whizbang camera and your videos are looking ever so crisp, but what about people who are just thinking, oh, geez, you know, the idea of creating video, it seems very technical and very complicated and surely I'm going to need a couple of people, you know, either on my team to help me out. What What do you say to that? You could always work at McDonald's, I guess. Yeah, yeah, like, probably. God, get not, not good for the diet. Get over yourself. You either want to do it or you don't. 
I, right, I don't okay. care. I'm doing it, and it works fantastically well. Um, so you know, if if a thousand dollars worth of equipment is too much of an obstacle, use mm-hmm. your iPhone if you've got one, or if you don't, use any digital camera on movie mode. That, that will be good enough to upload to YouTube. If you've got no budget, I can't imagine it'll be too hard to go and find somebody who has a digital camera or an iPhone that you could flick to movie mode. Mm-hmm. Or if you, if you don't even want to go on camera, just use screen recording software. It's free on every yeah. Mac. You don't even need extra software. It's actually every Mac will do it. And if you don't have a Mac, unfortunately, <laughs> you, a PC, well, get one. <laughs> you could get, <laughs> get uh, one. screen sharing software or screen recording software. There's even free ones or very cheap ones. And yeah. make little videos on your, your thing, but... You know, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. I don't care, mm-hmm. but I'm into publishing. I don't I don't think it's ever been easier to create your own show. But my camera still costs under $1,000, my Canon, and it's movie quality SLR that people make films and documentaries from. Mm. And for under 1000 bucks, I'm making high-quality videos that I put out every single week and almost every day. And I'm adding to my subscriber base and I'll, I will beat you. I will beat the person who doesn't put the videos out. I've put mm. out more videos in the last two months than most people have ever put out in their entire time online. I'm about to um, jump into that next week. I've, I've One of the parts of um, small business big marketing has been answering listener questions and I've found that they just take up quite a lot of time and I'd rather spend more time in the interview. So... I'm still taking listener questions, which are coming through thick and fast, and I'm just going to answer each one to video and create a, a YouTube channel around or a playlist around listener questions. Well, you'll get you'll pick up a different modality of customer, mm-hmm. and you are in, you're raising the bar on the quality. Production mm-hmm. values go up, then it separates the men from the boys. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, a good quality camera and a good quality microphone like the ones we use to record our podcasts, mm-hmm. will place you among, they'll pl- place you one notch above the tens of thousands of cheap ass quality versions who just aren't going to cut it in a year or two from now. Mm. Like we're thinking mm. ahead of the game here. I have got mm. as much stuff in my lab here that they would have, that would, you know, that they would have had in a TV studio 10 years ago that would have cost hundreds of thousands, but I'd say for under $2,000, our average business owner could set themselves up nicely for film, for sound and for lighting, which is the other component. But you can film outdoors Mm. like I do most of the time. I just film Mm. outside. So camera, Mm. tripod and microphone, that's it. That gets you um, a very high level of content. And if you actually put you know, if you you know the things you actually film are useful as well. Well, that's the that's that's a bonus. Now you get good stuff out there often, mm. and you'll build up your audience. And it doesn't matter what algorithm updates tomorrow. You don't care. It's not all your traffic's coming from Google. I detuned quite a lot of my websites, and that's going to sound really weird, but I actually took keywords off them. the The first sign of keywords being desensitized, I started to tune out my uh, keyword incidences, my sites are nice and safe. They're uh, virtually unslappable, my good sites, and they're just going to sit up there 
and I still get Google traffic, sure, but I'm getting a lot of traffic from iTunes and from YouTube and from my mm. own email lists and from cross-promoting my own products and affiliates. See, none of those things are Google dependent at all. Hey, um, I reckon there's an e- uh, there's another episode in this, James, while we continue the discussion around authority because um, we've only just touched on some of the major things, but there's, there's clearly other things you could do. Um, what, what We are at the 40, nearly the 45-minute mark. One thing we meant to say at the start and we will say now is that last episode and the one before, we put it out to our listeners that wondering whether they'd like us to do a live workshop in either Melbourne or Sydney or anywhere else and the feedback was pretty good. It is. We've had, we had a lot of emails. We had um, over 20 emails. So that's that's not even just people commenting or saying, yeah, that's actually they hit reply and said, yes, I'd Correct. like to come. So we're in. We will do something and we'll email our Freedom Ocean subscriber list with the details. And I'll also, uh, I think we'll email people who sent us a reply. Uh, we'll make sure they get the message. Yeah, they'll be the first to know. So um, absolutely. So it was great. It was a really, um, a, a very, uh, a very positive reply to that. So it'd be like a one-day business building workshop with James and I. Uh, venue, location, to be decided. But if you and it'll be in the next next two to three months. So if you sign up at freedomotion.com, you will be the first to know. And those people who have already emailed will also be, well, they'll be the first, first to know. Mate, that's excellent. What a great uh, insight into this whole thing called authority, building authority. And um, you've got a um, you've got a whole product, information product around that on our website. So if you go to products at freedomotion.com, you will find, um, uh, you'll be able to dig a bit deeper on this whole topic. But how about we pick it up in next episode? Well, I'm always in I'm in your hands, Timbo. <laughs> so Love whatever, your work, mate. Whatever you want to talk about, um, I'm here for you, you. Love it. You go and create a video, I'll go and eat an apple. Oh, I was going to create a video, but I think I'm just going to whip down to uh, Krispy Kreme instead. Ha ha. See ya. See you, mate. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. (laughs) 